This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is May 16th, 2019, and this is Thursday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On the Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. One step closer to the weekend, my friends. So, let's talk some baseball. Yesterday, I briefly mentioned the MLB's plans to move on from TrackMan in favor of the more advanced Hawkeye system, which is responsible for revolutionizing the game of tennis. Well, in an article written by ESPN's Jeff Passan, he goes into a little more detail on what that means for StatCast 3.0. Here are the five main takeaways. Number one, more accuracy in tracking players and the ball. The current radar and camera-based system is incredibly accurate. MLB believes Hawkeye's entirely camera-based system will set an even higher standard. Number two, no immediate robot umps. Whatever the fidelity of the system, an automated strike zone is as much a mental hurdle for MLB as it is technological. Right now, it's simply not a priority. Number three, new statistics. Exit velocity, spin rate, and launch angle are now part of the baseball dictionary. As the system measures more parts of the game, newer numbers will germinate. Number four, health warnings. Optical systems such as Hawkeye can capture limb movement of players. If a pitcher's arm angle deviates significantly, it could be a sign that something is amiss. And number five, Big Brother Baseball. The league has told teams there could be up to 12 additional cameras installed with Hawkeye. Now, I think the Hawkeye system can really help bring baseball to the current generation. I am all for technology being used in helping the public understand and be more interested in the game. You don't have to change every single rule in order to make baseball great again. You just need to change people's perspective on the game without changing the game itself. Also, the no robot umps thing is my favorite part. Borrowing from the words from Yahoo Sports writer Cassandra Negley, rooting for the New York Mets is tough enough. Throw in unrelenting spring rain and it can be downright unbearable. Brooklyn Councilman Justin Brandon, a self-signed long-suffering Mets fan, is trying to do something about it. Brandon is asking Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred to consider new rain delay policies that are more fair to fans. He presents these two recommendations. Number one, require that all games start within an hour of the scheduled first pitch. If it is not permissible due to weather, the game gets called and it prevents the loyal fans from lingering endlessly. And the second recommendation, if the delay lasts a certain amount of time, fans are issued a rain check ticket for a future game. Here's what Brandon had to say about his own ideas. This would present fans with a fair alternative to waiting, sometimes for several hours, or leaving with nothing and feeling like they've been ripped off through no fault of their own. And on Twitter, he's quoted as saying, America's national pastime is also a billion-dollar industry. I think MLB can afford to give fans a break here. Even more information can be found over at nypost.com. And I don't like this whole, because so-and-so company has a bazillion dollars they can afford to lose some of it or give it away. I don't like that idea. I think it's lazy, but I do understand it can be a wasted evening. And that's kind of what you expect going into it. Like it's the risk that you take. I don't know if this is going to fly. 
but it should be interesting to see how it plays out. And another outstanding pitching performance, Dodgers' Kenta Maeda struck out 12 batters and drove in both runs in helping his team defeat the San Diego Padres last night. According to ESPN, Maeda gave up three hits over six and two-third innings and reached double-digit strikeouts for the fifth time in the majors. He finished one short of his career high for Ks set in 2016 against San Diego. Through his interpreter, Maeda had this to say, I was able to mix everything up tonight. I did have the conviction and attack the strike zone while keeping my pitch count to a minimum. Manager Dave Roberts was also impressed. It's hard to imagine him being any better. It was really, really fun to watch. He was great all night. And your list updates. Although the Arizona Diamondbacks enjoyed pounding on the Pirates yesterday 11-1, that's about the only positive news that came out of the clubhouse. Both Zach Greinke and David Peralta left the game early yesterday due to injury, and the Athletics' Zach Buchanan tweeted that right-hander Taewon Walker is scheduled for an MRI on his right shoulder. According to MLB trade rumors, the team announced during the game that Peralta departed due to tightness in his right trap muscle, and Granke will undergo an MRI on Friday after experiencing abdominal tightness. Granke had cruised through seven and two-thirds shutout innings before grimacing after a pitch in the eighth inning and calling a trainer out to the mound. He departed before throwing another pitch. ESPN reports that Texas Rangers placed shortstop Elvis Andrews on the injured list with a strained right hamstring and recalled outfielder Willie Calhoun from AAA Nashville amid a flurry of other roster moves. Andrews hurt the hamstring while running out of ground ball in the seventh inning of the series opener on Tuesday night. Rangers manager Chris Woodward said he thinks Andrews should be ready to come back within 10 days, but he wants to make sure the injury is fully healed. I hope it's before that, Woodward said, because then he'll be ready. You don't want this to linger with him being an older guy and a shortstop. There are a lot of demands on that position. According to Bleach Report, the Twins announced that they reinstated Miguel Sano from the injured list and placed catcher Mitch Garver, who we discussed yesterday, on the 10-day injured list with a high left ankle sprain that he suffered in Tuesday's game against the Angels. With the Twins sitting in first place in the AL Central, four and a half games ahead of Cleveland, adding Sano could really put them in a nice position. I did predict that the Twins would eventually fade, but I wouldn't be mad if they don't. After all, Kirby Puckett was my hero. And in some news that is probably surprising to no one, Yankees third baseman Miguel Andujar will have season-ending surgery to repair a torn labrum in his right shoulder. The surgery is set for Monday in New York. Fellow teammate and stud Glaber Torres, who knocked three home runs total against the Orioles in their doubleheader yesterday, offered his wisdom on the matter. It's not that easy to have surgery and watch the game outside the field. I know how that feels. I think it's the best option for him. It's not easy, but it's part of life. Just be ready for the next season. Quick takes. Take a listen to this. 2-1 pitch. Swing and a drive. Bow to deep left center. He's got a homer. NBC Sports reports that Braves prospect Austin Riley made his major league debut on Wednesday starting in left field and batting six against the Cardinals. The 22-year-old struck out in his first at-bat in the second inning, but bounced back by crushing his first Major League home run, leading off the fourth inning against Michael Waka. In an attempt to outshine, his teammate, starting pitcher Mike Soroka, captured the win, pitching seven innings, giving up only three hits and zero runs. He is the first pitcher in MLB history to allow one earned run or fewer in nine of his first 11 starts and through six games this season. He has an ERA of .98. According to Yahoo Sports, an eight-year-old boy found a gun in a college baseball game in Tennessee and accidentally shot his mother while thinking it was a toy, police said. The incident happened at a game between Memphis and UT Martin on Tuesday when the boy found the unsecured weapon in an antique car that was on display at Millington U.S. Stadium in Millington, Tennessee. The juvenile believed it was a toy gun, Millington police officer Mark Dunmore told reporters. He picked the gun up, pulled the trigger, and accidentally shot his mother. It was an accident, pure and simple. 
The mother was sent to the hospital in critical condition, but has been upgraded to stable condition. The gun owner has been charged with reckless endangerment with a deadly weapon. Yahoo Sports reports that Eli Hides, the fan who caught and kept Albert Pujols' milestone 2000th RBI baseball, may have had his reason for keeping the baseball. It was last June that Hyde Sung Sai developed an infection that effectively stopped his body from producing white blood cells. It was less than 48 hours from the time the infection was noticed until Sai was gone. Writer Mark Townsend continues, During their brief time together, Hyde says he took his son to at least 25 Tigers games. Even though Sai was too young to really understand, it was a way for them to spend time together and bond. It sounds stupid, because he wasn't even two. But Sai loved baseball, Hyde told the Detroit News. He would play it. He would watch it. He would light up around it. I took him to all those games and never had to leave a game early. Hyde says he still has no plans to sell the baseball, but could donate it to the Baseball Hall of Fame so that others can share his memory. Now, a little commentary on this. Our experiences in life don't necessarily give us an excuse to behave certain ways, although they do provide a reason why we behave those ways. I believe I had previously referred to Eli as a tool or acting like a tool, and that still may be true in regard to his actions. But not understanding why people do the things that they do before passing judgment isn't the way I want to live my life. Experiences don't excuse our behavior, but they do sometimes put things into perspective. Just wanted to pass that along. According to NBC Sports, the Los Angeles Angels have purchased the contract of an interesting player from their AAA affiliate. His name is Jared Walsh, and he's both a first baseman and a lefty reliever. Craig Calcaterra says he expects Walsh will platoon at first base with Albert Pujols for the most part, but don't be shocked to see him come out of the pen on occasion, maybe even in blowouts. He went 3-for-5 in his debut yesterday afternoon in an 8-7 to loss to the Twins. Stand-up comedian Adrian Beltre was originally afraid of how he would feel after announcing his retirement. His comments, I thought I was going to miss it more, but I'm good. So far, it's been good, so hopefully it stays this way. He continues, I've seen the guys play and talk to the guys in every game I see. I don't feel like I wish I was out there. I miss the guys hanging around the guys. Beyond that, I don't think I'm missing the game that much. Sometimes you just know when to call it quits. Looks like Beltre made the right call at the right time. That will do it for me today. Thanks so much for tuning in to Thursday's edition of On the Hop News. And did you know the Orioles have not used the same lineup for any of their 42 games this season? This truly is a one-of-a-kind team. Talk with you tomorrow. Later.